This chapter of the Peak Potential Planner is deeply personal. Reflecting on the early days of Unity Gym, I realized how tough the journey was when we launched. We started deep in debt and we both faced severe injuries. Yanni had a mountain bike accident that almost cut off his right foot requiring multiple surgeries, plus eight months of rehab just to learn how to walk again, followed shortly after by a savage knee injury on the football field that required full reconstructive surgery and a year of rehab. Welcome to our podcast, proudly brought to you by VPA Australia, our trusted supplement provider since Unity Gym started. As sponsored athletes, we're excited to offer you a special 10% discount on top quality supplements that ship worldwide. Just use our discount code from the description. To avoid international shipping fees, contact VPA and tell them we sent you to get a flat shipping rate. Today's episode is also sponsored by the Flexibility Blueprint. Ever felt lost in the sea of social media fitness advice? The Flexibility Blueprint is your map to progress, designed to help you get laser focused on what matters most for your journey in flexibility and strength. And guess what? It's free. Grab it using the link in the description. If you're starting your flexibility journey, don't miss our 20 minute mobility routine. It's your first step to quick wins in flexibility. For those further along, use our Flexibility Masterclass, featuring advanced techniques like loaded stretching and end range strength for the pancake, front splits, middle splits, and more. Links for both are also in the description. And for the seasoned athletes, avoid the frustration of complex training puzzles with our UMS Tribe membership. It's a different online coaching experience with strength and flexibility combined. Don't forget, we're Amazon affiliates too. You can find all the equipment used in our videos and podcasts at the most competitive prices with our affiliate links in the description. Now let's dive into today's episode. Amidst all of that craziness and turmoil, uh, I was expecting my first child, which was not something that we had planned for. And it was just wild how when you stack up all of the challenges, it was just one thing after another. First and foremost, the challenge of learning how to operate a brick and mortar business that costs so much money to keep the doors open. We just had no clue what we were doing when we first started. And throughout this podcast series, we've shared the different steps we had to take to get clear on our vision was step one. Then to really, really understand how to set goals that weren't just writing them down uh, and, 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 hoping that the vision came to fruition it was there was there's a clear path to reverse engineering those goals adding some accountability and then overcoming our dogmas and our ego and the 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 thoughts feelings sensations urges emotions that don't serve you along the way and having a strategy that we could implement every time those negative beliefs negative thoughts surfaced again these are all steps that were really important. The planning process, you know, being able to align that vision with our core values, our beliefs, the things that are important to us in our life, and also our goals and then our daily tasks, what we were doing on a day-to-day basis, this concept of lead and lag measures. If you, if you missed that episode, go back and listen to that episode, understanding how important that planning process was. But then what we didn't realize at the time and i think what's really important for everybody to understand is that no matter how good a plan you've created you have to expect that life is going to throw you curveballs you have to be prepared 
for the challenges that are inevitably coming down the line. And, you know, it is, it is the, each new stage that you get through, each new level up that you experience serves up new challenges. You know, uh, if, you're, if you're attacking this from a weight loss perspective, the types of challenges that you have while you're trying to lose 20 pounds or, or um, uh, 20 kilos is very different to the types of challenges you're going to face when you've only got 10 pounds to lose. You know, these, the, these different stages in your journey will present problems that you can't anticipate at this stage. But what's important and what we're going to talk about today is that you need to be prepared for it. You need to expect that these challenges are coming and you really need to not be tackling them on your own. You need to have a good support network. In the Peak Potential Planner, we actually show you how to build an inner circle of influence that is going to be there on the ready when you need it most. For us, there was just a non-stop series of challenges. In the first year that we opened the gym, I went through those injuries. You know, the first was a mountain bike riding accident, which was pretty brutal. I don't know if you remember that, Rad. You were there riding I with me. It and clearly. and uh, it, it, it opened up my shin so badly, I needed a skin graft to repair after the three surgeries, the plastic surgery to reconnect the nerves and the tendons in the front of my leg. And then eventually I needed a skin graft from my hip to my ankle. And I remember, you know, those moments after you hurt yourself when you're in a bit of shock. Do you remember initially I said, just flag a taxi down. I, we, we'll just get a cab because we were actually fairly close to the local hospital. And, uh, and I thought, oh, yeah, we'll just jump in a cab. And Rad goes, dude, look at your ankle. We got to get an, I, I got to call an ambulance. And at first I was probably in shock and I was like, no, 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 we'll be fine. Just get a taxi. And he, he had, I had actually sent him off to get a taxi. And then I think a few moments I was, I, w I was laying on the concrete outside of a, uh, of a fast food restaurant that we'd sort of um, pulled up next to. And um, yeah, I just, I just recall, going at some point that I think maybe the shock started to wear off and I started oh, I've to got a picture of it. Should I share the picture? Oh man, we might get, we might get red flagged. You reckon? Um, oh yeah, God, look, it's it, disgusting. <laughs> oh, it's so I don't know. You may, you, you may actually shadow ban the video yeah, uh, on I YouTube. But, oh my yeah. God. It's so brutal. You can see, we, I, I actually got Rad to take a photo of the injury opened up because I wanted to, I, I, I've been through the process of having really bad injuries before and, and needing corrective surgery. And, and what happens is you have these rosters in the hospital where you'll have surgeons and nurses and doctors on shift. And when, when you're there for a really big surgery, you've often got to wait for surgeons to fly in. On this occasion, I had to wait for a uh, plastic surgeon to come from the other side of the country to, to, to repair some of the damage to, to the main tendon, which is called the anterior tibialis tendon in the front of the shin, because I'd severed right through it. And I basically, my foot was just sort of flopping like that. <laughs> and I said, take a photo of it because I don't want to have to unwrap it every time a shift roster changes over and the doctor comes on duty and says, oh, what are we dealing with here? And then they unwrap everything and they want to open it up and have a look. And, and it's, it's, it's hilarious. I've done this a couple of times and I go, and as they come in and I'm sort of morphined up to the tilt, uh, lying in bed, waiting for the, the surgeon, the team of surgeons that are going to repair it. 
then they come around and they start to go, oh, let's have a look at this and see what we're in for. And I go, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I've got documentation. And I just hand them my photo and go, just scroll through that. And they're always like, oh, wow, you're very well organized. Yeah, we don't need to. Um, the only time they need to unwrap it is to change the uh, the dressing in, in that point, which only happens, you know, once a day or whatever. So, or once every few days. Anyway, uh, you know, that happened. And then I was in hospital for about a week. And then after that, I was in, it took about eight months of daily rehab and, 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 and uh, 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 physiotherapy that happened every two or three days at the hospital before I could even walk again. Uh, and then bizarrely almost on like, it was, it was six games into the season. So I, I at this time I was playing uh, football, uh, division three soccer for Sydney university. And I, yeah, I, I believe it was our sixth game into the season. I'd only just got up and running again uh, and, and gone through the rehab and everything that I then had this knee injury where I went in for a tackle and someone ran into the side of my leg. And yeah, my leg got wedged between the grass and this guy's knee and it just popped my knee out sideways dislocation, which tore the ACL, my MCL and uh, really damaged the meniscal cartilage in the knee as well. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God. When I went back to the same hospital, everyone recognized me. They're like, oh, Yanni, what's going on? You're back again. And I was like, yeah, I've done my knee. And everyone just, all the nurses and doctors just laughed at me. I felt like I was in, you know, some state of rehab or surgery for like a two year period nonstop. And this was the first two years that we opened Unity Gym and I was the managing director. Uh, what it did do though, which was a blessing in disguise and a silver lining was it enabled me to communicate with all of the clients that had come to the gym for me as the leading personal trainer <clears throat> to be able to say, listen, I'm out and you, you're going to need to train with our team and all my brother. And that actually, you know, uh, if you can, t all, you, you, we, we teach people in the peak potential planner to be able to turn every negative into a positive, the, 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 the the positive I turned that negative into was that I was able to actually take another step out of the operations of the business and work on the business instead of in the business. But, you know, that was only the very first step. What happened next was even more disastrous, really. You know, we started to just find our feet and it was just one thing after another that we had to deal with. You know, we got, we got hit with an enormous tax bill that we couldn't manage. Uh, we got you know, we had a death in the family uh, yeah, a few let's, years let's later. Let's just clarify that. It was a $363,000 tax bill. And our, <laughs> and our business was running at a loss, which means that we, was, we, were, we were making less money in a month than we were spending. And we were, living, long. we were living off credit, like our business was surviving off credit cards. So yep. it was, it's not, we didn't just get hit with a tax bill. <laughs> We got hit with, and, and, with almost half a million dollar tax bill. It was insane. Yeah, and, and, the, and the accountant that we were using at the time advised us to liquidate. He said, you, yeah, guys, exactly. you guys should close, liquidate and declare bankruptcy. That's your only option. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that was actually, it was just so beautiful. At the time I was being mentored by a guy called Kerwin Ray who had, uh, you know, he was brilliant. And frankly, I, I would probably attribute our survival through this period to being uh, being able to call him up and say, I need help on this. And immediately he just said, fire your accountant and give this guy a call. Yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah, we went and had a uh, an emergency meeting with an accountant firm and they just flipped it around and said, dude, we deal with way worse than this. You guys are going to be fine. We're going to go in and we're going to renegotiate your, your, your tax debt and uh, we're going to get you set up and, and make sure that it's an, an, a manageable and then we're going to get your cash flow positive and all this. And, you know, anyway, long story short, you know, the, 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 it took us five years because of our incompetency in running a business to break even and another two years to start making a profit. And just as we started to find our feet, we had a death in the family that really pulled Rad out. He needed to be there and, and, uh, and be present for his family. And then, which was really tough because at that time he was our head trainer he was the one that was facilitating the majority of the training in the gym. He was teaching and mentoring our personal trainers. He was designing m most of the programming along with Richard. And it was a really big hit, you know, and it came at a point when we were like, we were just not in a position for him to say, sorry, dude, I'm out now. You need to rely on other, you need to lean on other people. You know, I wasn't doing any of the training at that stage. I was just running the business. And then shortly after that, COVID hit and we were, we were forced to close the doors and it was just like, wow. And then in that first year of COVID shortly after the second uh, lockdown was when my relationship with my fiance fell apart and she left. And, you know, yeah, it was just one thing after another. I just look back and go, my God, how did we ever survive? And I can tell you now I can put my hand on my, <clears throat> excuse me, my hand on my heart and tell you now, how we survived and that was because we had an incredible support network around us we had amazing family you know i had my, my mentor uh which was kerwin and my k2 tribe which was our mastermind group of about the time 50 odd business owners who were all meeting regularly we had a private group that we all chatted and and things like that and then we had our gym tribe you know, we had this amazing community of like-minded people all striving for the same or similar goals who, um, and a team of, of uh, uh, trainers and staff that were working with us, you know, and I leaned on those people enormously throughout this period of time. And, you know, at this point in the Peak Potential Planner, what we're teaching is to not try to go it alone, to anticipate the challenges that are coming they're inevitable. They are coming. That's what life is all about. But have a, have a network in place, have an accountability group in place, have uh, a support network that is that you can lean on that, 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 you know, they know what you're doing. They hopefully they're actually doing the same thing themselves. And it was what it was. It was all of this that Rad and I went through that we modeled the UMS tribe membership around. You know, I don't know if you remember Rad at the time, but we, when we first started selling an online business, uh, selling an online series of products, we just sold the products. We sold the programs and they did yep. very, very well. Yep. They did very well, but it was this need to create accountability for people and, and a support network that led us to first just have a, a, a we, had, we started just with a private Facebook group and you had to pay a subscription to get your foot in the door to that Facebook group. And we would, we would, uh, we did these daily live streams to the Facebook group and we would answer people's questions and then people would communicate throughout that Facebook group. Uh, and then of course we took it one step further 
when we sold the gym and exited the gym after we just cracked the, the, the shits with this constant COVID lockdowns. Uh, and I just said, you know, my, my knowledge of economics and, and finances and, and, and geopolitics, I could foresee that this was going to drag on for years and years and years. And I just said, look, it's going to be a nightmare running a brick and mortar that cost a million bucks, half a million dollars a year, just to keep the doors open in a high socioeconomic environment where everyone's leaving, you know, we're in this really dense business district in Australia in North Sydney and everyone started working from home. And I just went, man, the last thing we want is this gym right now. We, we got to get out of this gym. And, uh, and yeah, we were lucky enough to uh, be in a position where we could structure a deal and, and exit with a sale so that we could wipe a lot of the debt and have some cash flow to go all in on our online business, which we'd launched a few years earlier. Uh, but, you know, then we took it one step further and we created the UMS app, which now is where everything is sort of hosted and we're able to really, really deliver this trip what we rad and i like to call our triple tiered accountability system and i don't know where we stole that from it could have been alex harmozy rad yep it was it was alex harmozy this triple tier accountability system <laughs> but it's true like yeah, describe true. you know describe yeah. what that means well the triple tier accountability system is uh first you've got within the ums tribe membership you've got expert coaching so that's from people like yanni and i who are experts in the field and can answer your questions and provide expert levels of coaching and programming. And then the second level is alumni accountability. So alumni accountability are people who have gone through the program before you and who can answer your questions because they've been down there with you. And then the third level of accountability is um, social accountability. So people just like you who are walking shoulder to shoulder with you and who are you know, there with you every step of the way. They're pursuing the same or similar goals and they've started around around the same or similar time. We're, we're constantly bringing new people in, but you know, you'll, there'll be people there that are at your level. Yeah, at that's the, the point. You're, and, you're, yeah. you're always going to have access to experts like us. You're always going to have access to people that have been in there for years and who have been through it before you. And then you're always going to have access to people who have started within a month of you. Yeah. And it's a very active community. You know, everyone, everyone is, is supporting each other and you know how you can, if you're not ready to join the UMS tribe membership, what you need to do when you're working through this process is to, yeah, just anticipate the challenges are coming and each, each challenge you won't have the answers for. Otherwise it wouldn't be a challenge. You would, you, you know, you're going to need to lean on someone who's either walked the path before you or who's a paid professional who can show you the answer without you being completely knocked on your ass. The way this goes for someone who doesn't have this sort of structure or system in place is that every challenge knocks you so far back that it takes half a year to dust your shoulders off and have the courage to take another run at the mountain. What it looks like when you do have the accountability system in place is that you'll be confused or disillusioned or frustrated for a day or maybe two or three days before you realize, oh, wow, I could just post this in the um, community forum and see if someone else has dealt with this or, or overcome this same challenge before me. And it takes within 24 hours for you to get an answer, you know, and then you're immediately back on your pursuit of your goal. I, I can't stress to you how important it is that, that you do set something like this up. And it could be as simple as like for me, when I first started 
lifting weights, I just teamed up with a buddy of mine who'd been doing it for a couple of years already. That's the alumni concept, you know, and he did know more than me. He, he knew enough to know that if I push that thing, it's going to work my chest. And if I pull that thing, it's going to work my lats. And if I lift that thing on that bench, it's going to work my biceps. And if I lay down and push it up, it's going to work my tricep. That's, that's what he knew, you know, and, uh, that was enough to get me started. And for some of you, that's all you need to do to get started. You know, you just need to team up with someone who you can rely on as your accountability buddy, share your goals as we talk about as that third step in the ultimate sort of goal setting process, and then check in with them regularly. Hey, how are you going? You know, how are you going on your goal? What, yeah, how lean are you? How much weight have you lost? Or, you know, how much are you benching? Oh yeah, wow, have you tried this exercise? That's how I busted through that plateau, you know? like. It, it, it's so important that you understand this step uh, because if you face the challenges alone, the chances of succeeding are very, very slim.